Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The first thing I want to talk about was conscription. Now... On yesterday's show, we were talking about young people. We had a councillor on from County Meath who said that young people, around now they were very young, they were, I think they were 12, 13 years of age, had basically intimidated them. And, and it can be quite intimidating. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, hold on, a grown-ass man and young people, you know, you should be able to deal with that situation. But no, not necessarily. When there's a lot of them and you feel you can't do anything because if you do hit one of them, of course, you're the one who'd end up in jail for abusing or assaulting a child or a minor. So you can't really do anything about it, but they can be scuts, little intimidating little scuts. And you can kind of tell them usually, I'm sorry, I'm going to be extremely judgmental here, but you can kind of tell the ones, can't you, that are going to cause problems. They normally have that haircut shaved to the side. Uh, what's that haircut called? I can't even remember. You know the one, the one that's in the, the Young Offenders? What's that? Oh, a scut cut. A scut cut. That's what they have. So anybody, by the way, if your kid comes home and says, Da, ma, da, ma, can I get one of them blading haircuts where my hair is all like long on the top and it's shaved at the sides and I can look like a right scanner. You're a worse parent for allowing it to even happen, right? Because it's just, it's like, it's like an identity badge for these kind of individuals. Because I, I always notice they all have the same things. And bubble jackets is another thing as well, isn't it? But, but you know these plasticky looking bubble jackets? Is that what they're called? Actually, bubble jackets, yeah. Do, what's it called? A duffel jacket. A duffel was a different thing in my day, I tell you. It wasn't one of those yokes. But anyway, that's how you can kind of spot them. Right now, I'm not out of way. If your kid has a duffel jacket, I'm not saying he's a scumbag, right? Or she's a scumbag. I'm just saying that's what they tend. That's the clothing of choice. All right? But we moved on from that conversation because David came on the air and he said, I think the answer to this is to conscript young people at Leaving Cert to put some manners and discipline into them. And I was saying, oh, well, I don't know if you could do that. You've got 70,000 young people leaving school every year. We need some sort of guard or some sort of barracks for that kind of thing to happen. But there are a lot of countries in the world where conscription still is a thing. Brazil, uh, Egypt, Finland, Greece, Iran, Israel, North Korea, South Korea, Mexico, uh, Morocco, Denmark, uh, Norway, Russia, obviously, Singapore, Switzerland, um, Thailand, Tunisia, Turkey, Ukraine, and the UAE. And many other places as well still have conscription, which ranges anything from men only to men and women. Some countries actually have men and women, which is like places like Norway and Sweden. Um, where And some countries will have one year, some will have three. But the suggestion by David, yes, it was one year. So every kid, when they leave after the leaving cert, goes into the military for one year. Now, they did it in America for many years. They stopped doing it after Vietnam. But in saying that, if you look at most men in America over the age of, say, 40, uh, most of them have been in the military. And there, there's a different mannerism. Like, if you've been in the southern states particularly, everything is, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir. There's a, there's a whole, there's manners, and they just know how to speak to people. You know, they learn a little bit of order in their life. And I, I don't think it's such a bad idea. I don't think it's possible, but I don't think it's such a bad idea. But what would we do it to everybody? Because not every kid needs it, because some kids are really good and they're mannerly, but other kids are complete and utter scum. So, you know, and how, who decides? So do we base it on, say, like, take, for example, the JLOs? So if a kid gets a JLO and he's been in trouble in his life, at some point, under the age of 18, immediately he's 
and brought up for conscription into the military. Now, of course, Ireland is a neutral army, so they're not going to get themselves into any real danger. So let me know what you think. Is it a good idea? Forced conscription. I suppose but we couldn't do it to everybody. I don't think that's even feasible. Maybe it is. Maybe you think it is, and it's a good idea. I think to only with kids who have problems. In other words, kids who have had JLOs or who had, you know, problems, maybe convictions of some description. Let me know what you think. Is it a good idea? Yes or no? The number is 087 That's 087 Now, let me go to Fran. Fran, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Fran? I don't know how it is today. Fran, it does seem like a bizarre suggestion because they got rid of it in a few countries, like America, for example, many years ago. Um, although some Americans believe they should be still doing it, and a lot of Americans still join the military anyway. But in saying that, is it a good idea? Does it knock manners into them? It is and it isn't. Okay. First thing we have to look at is the cost of it. Now, we're just uh, quickly doing a bit of research. In Korea, it's one-sixth of the wages. In Denmark, it's $15,000 per annum. But most people are saying it should be a minimum wage. So does that mean the taxpayer is going to have to pay to put manners on other people's children again? But here's the thing, and I was thinking about this when I was driving in today, right, about the, the financial cost of this, right, based on whether we're going to do it to everybody or only to kids who may have had particular sets of problems, right? It would probably pay back society in the long term if indeed it corrected their behaviour because their, be- their bad behaviour, if it continues through adult life, will cost the state a lot more money. But then it's still a get out jail clause for parents because parents don't have to care about their children because if they're anyway unruly, oh, just conscript them and they'll fix it for us. We don't have to worry about it. Well, well, it, well it has got to the point where we can see that with the breakdown of society or the breakdown of the family over the last, you know, 30 or 40 years, you know, I, I don't want to get too complicated in this whole discussion because there is lots of theories in this discussion as to why things have changed, right? I mean, we, we now have divorce, of course. More people get separated. More families break up. Statistically, children get into trouble more so if they, have, if they come from broken homes or single-parent families, right? So that's all contributed to the problem, you know, where you only, might only have one parent instead of two. I think, you have to look at this from, we say, a lot of different angles. The cost, right? Are you going to do men and women or just men only? Well, you'd, have to, you'd be, have to do men and women. You couldn't just do men only. If you don't do both. Yeah, you'd have to do both. But then, will it be, like, if you introduce in Ireland, will it be, will it be all Irish nationals or everybody that's in the country? Well, I, would think, any, I, think, I think it would be anybody who's an Irish citizen. Yes, so then all the non-Irish won't have to do it. Then you'll have people complaining. Oh, Joe beside me doesn't have to do it. But yeah, but if you, it. yeah, but if you were, for example, a Danish citizen living in Ireland, you've either already done your conscription or you should be doing it soon. And you'll be doing your yeah. own country. Or so if, you do understand what I'm saying? If it's the other person that's causing the trouble and not your child. No, I'm, you know, you're, you're yeah, but what I'm saying that. is, it, it, your kid is, if some, you know, Danish kid beats up your kid, um, well, he's the one in trouble, not your kid anyway. So why would we be worried about that? I, I yeah, don't, I, I'm missing the point, Megan. He, can, he can't be conscripted. No, well, he, but yeah, but he's, but, he, but uh, all Danish people, for example, are conscripted. All I, Egyptian I, I people are conscripted. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they, if there's conscription, they can, I, I understand the point you're making. I do understand the point you're making. But it would only apply to Irish citizens. Obviously, you couldn't, you couldn't conscript somebody who's not an Irish citizen. I wouldn't imagine so. I, I do understand, but that will cause issues along the way as well. Mm-hmm. Because if you have, we say, if you have a group of people which are constantly in trouble and you can't conscript them, you're not actually solving any problems. 
because conscription is supposed to solve the problem in the long run. But if you can't conscript these people, the problems are still going to be there. And, and I agree with you. And I, I do think I do believe that could cause a problem. But I would also state that if I was in government, if somebody was not an Irish citizen and they were causing problems in our country, I would have them deported anyway. Yeah, but that's you. That's not our government. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> yes. I think if you go we, to a country we, we, and you're we, a guest, we, we, if you're a guest of a nation, no matter where it is, and you're not a citizen of the country, um, you need to behave yourself. And if you don't, I believe that country has a perfect right to chuck you out. Yeah, yeah. that's the proper order. You should go for an election one day because I say you're getting a hell of a lot of votes more than these. Ah, thanks, Fran. Thanks, These other idiots that we have run the country. Well, like, you know, okay, but, but I mean, in principle, Fran, okay, I understand there's a lot of to and fro, and yes, the financial aspect of it, there's the physical aspect, where are we going to put them all because we don't have enough barracks, right? Because we closed down so many of the bloody things, right? So there's the physical problem of it as well. But if it was a long term plan put into place that we could do something like this, some sort of boot camp or military uh, conscription, do you, for individuals maybe who get themselves into trouble a lot, do you think it's a good idea? In theory, yes. In reality, it will not work. You have all the do-gooders. Oh, my John can't run 20 miles. He's not going to be able to do it. He's being victimized because he can't walk. My Mary can't carry a backpack. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, you're going to have all this uh, noise in behind what is... Like, I mean, there is lots of great ideas within Ireland. Yeah. But you're going to have all this noise, and then it just becomes a non-runner. Right, and you have people looking for exemptions for disability that don't really have disabilities and all yeah. that kind of thing. Well, I mean, if you take you give most of the people on the medical card, I assume <laughs> they will all be exempt. Well, well, people who claim to have a disability, who don't actually have a disability, you mean? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That's, you're going to have to, there's to, to, to too much in behind it to be, we say, a realistic target or a realistic goal to set. Okay, okay, well, well stay there for a second. Let me go to, to Sarah here on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi, I'm fine, Niall. How are you? Good. Sarah, What I mean, is this in principle? I, I understand, you know, there's a lot of problems with doing this, and Fran has outlined quite a number of them there, including the cost. But in principle, is it a good idea? I don't, I don't think conscription of, say, 18 to 24-year-olds is a good idea, being a parent of a 18 to 24-year-old. Because you'd I, miss them. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, if he's a good lad, well, I mean, I think I think let's be clear. If he's a good lad, I think they probably wouldn't be conscripted. He wouldn't well, be conscripted. Yeah. Well, he's away at university at the moment. But even in the UK, state, my father did national service in the UK in 1953. Uh, he was in the RAF for 18 months, um, and you couldn't have met more of a gentleman than my father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think for first-time offenders who have done something that they have to go to prison, I think it might be an option. Because, you know, they could be damaged more in prison. Yeah, so it's better than prison. At least we're teaching them something. Better than prison. They might have, they might learn a trade or, I mean, my father came out as an engineer from RAF and he carried on a career. Right. Um, It sort of set him off on a career that way. So, sort of education-wise, you know, a military option, um, you know, might give them a chance to get a bit of stability and it might give them the opportunity to break the cycle. Yeah, because there could be a generational cycle of crime in the family, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, though, I think these crime families, if the young ones got into trouble, I think, and they were given the choice of military service or prison, I think they would choose prison because they would have protection inside in prison and they'd be with, you know, I don't think 
I think if it's one of the crime families, in inverted commas, I think... I mean, when you say crime families, okay, there are families out there who, now their kids are not, you know, murdering people or anything like that, but they're just general nuisances. Yeah, it's a general... I mean, yeah, I, 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 during the summer there, I drove past an area not too far from where I live, and yeah. there was a group of young fellas, I'd say 18 to 22, every day sitting on the green drinking Dutch gold. Now, they're, they're not going to go to college. They're probably not going to get an apprenticeship. They're probably on the dole. I'm making a lot of judgments here, but because I, I know who these individuals are. Now, they're, they're involved in just being a general nuisance. They're probably a bit of shoplifting here and there. You know, they're maybe taking the uh, taking I don't know drugs here and there. That, that, I, you know, that, that, nothing major. I wouldn't say, but just general scum. So yeah. they they would be far better off in the military. They would because they get they they possibly. I mean, again, we make assumptions about these people. Did they leave school at sixteen? You know, it would military give them an education. But it wasn't that what the military was. If you go back in Ireland a long time ago, and by the way, for all those in the military, I'm not having a pop, but it was generally a lot of young men, uh, not women at the time, uh, Mm -hmm. young men who didn't progress as far as the Leaving Cert, who left school early because maybe didn't get the best education, who maybe had a few problems, and the army was the best option because they didn't have any qualifications. No, because it gave them what it did, though. It gave them stability and and organisational skills and... You know that they have work, that they are, and they don't have to be the same as their parents. They can break the cycle. Mm. You know, it's. I mean, I there are there are crime families everywhere. I mean, there's, and I I had experience of uh, one or two of them in my previous job. Um, you know, the parents coming in shoplifting and teaching the children how to do it. Yeah. So, you know, what chance do these children have if we don't break the cycle somehow? Well, this is the problem. Yeah. 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 And we do need to break the cycle because it's, it's yeah. not just crime, it's antisocial behaviour, generally speaking. Absolutely. Yeah. Generally. But okay. It, okay. Well, say that for a second because some of the WhatsApp messages coming in, by the way, and the audio messages. Well, I can't come on the show, but uh, conscription is a fantastic idea. It's just unfortunate that the defence forces have been devastated by Fine Gael. There's no resources, there's no men to train them, there's no facilities. You'd have to put in a hell of a lot of money into the defence forces. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, absolutely. And they're not paying the men and women who actually voluntarily joined it in the first place enough money either. Let me go to Eddie as well. Eddie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Eddie? Oh, sorry, Eddie. I didn't, I didn't switch you on there. Hey, yeah, go ahead, Eddie. These things uh, should be a mandatory. Right? Yeah. Because I'm originally from Hungary, right? And when I was young, uh, as soon as you reached 18, you have to go for a two years of service, right? Okay. And was that, was well, that for everybody, yes? Every, everybody. Well, unless you was heavily disabled, obviously. Okay, and was that men and women? Well, for a woman, it was a, kind of like an optional. Okay. Because, because in the army, you know, like uh, women at the time had not that uh, much of use, I would say. So for, for a for a boys, it was mandatory. For a girls, it was optional. Okay. Right? Yeah. But the point is, once you reached eighteen, you finish your school, whatever things, blah blah blah. Went two years for a service. It was the best years of of your life, right? Because you gained experience, as you mentioned, in behavior. So they teach you how to how to behave with people. You can be bold or, or cheeky or whatever, right? Discipline, yes. Now, yeah, exactly. And the other thing was very good. You could get 
a kind of like a qualification for your uh, life after the army service. For example, uh, you went there and you was put to the section of the transport, for example, right? That means you automatically got your uh, driver's license, obviously. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, HGV license, yeah. You, you know, you, that, was, that was automatic if you was a driver. Or, uh, I don't know, you went to the, for example, just, uh, I tell you example, a sniper, right? You got straight away your gun license with you, right? So all the sections you went through, it actually gave you something. It wasn't like just, you know, go to service and da-da-da. No, it actually gave you something. So after the two years of service, you can even have an option to stay, uh, stay in the service as a spare in case of emergency, mm-hmm. right? So basically what that means is if you sign up uh, being a spare or, or, you know, I, by the way, I'm just wondering, can, can you be called back up then? For example, if yes, war breaks yes, out, can, yes, yes. I mean, and do you have a choice in that? Can you be called back up? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you agreed with that being as a spare, uh, spare soldier, for example, okay. then every year or two, you go for a month into the... Okay, but is that voluntary? Is, is that voluntary? Yes. Okay, yes. all right, well, that's it, fine, it, yeah. It, it gives you the option if you want to be a spare soldier. Yeah. Then every a spare soldier, sure a reserve, yeah, a reserve, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was every year or two you go for a month for a kind of like a refreshment. I get, I get you, yeah, refresher course, yeah. You know, so so it was absolutely good, and and we used to call it as uh, adulthood uh, passing because you went there a young boy the army at 18, you was bold, cheeky, but when you came back uh, at your 20s after finish your service, you was a genuine young man ready to go to life with a different kind of attitude. Yeah, I, I, I can see how that can happen, yeah. Yeah, now you can see the youngsters, you know, they have no respect whatsoever, being it a guardy, being it a older people, absolutely no no respect, and I'm, I'm surprised why is this and thing is, before they have a lack. Now, the other guy, I don't know what's his name, he mentioned he started like taxpayers' money and shit like that. I wouldn't bother with that. That's a Ministry of Defense, which is, well, obviously taxpayer money. But it's a long-term investment for the country. Because that two years give <clears throat> every young guy a kind of like a basic behaviors. Self-behaviors and... Uh, public behaviour. Yeah, well, and discipline as well. And somebody, by the way, uh, James mentions, uh, I'm assuming he has military training, so he mentions it costs over 260000 to train a civilian up to three-star private. Remember, they have to pay for the people who train them, feed them, and have to put a roof over their heads. Uh, yeah, well, of course, I understand that, James, uh, that they have, it has, it does cost money. It's not, you know, it's not for free. Uh, but in saying that, I do believe that it would be a good spend. It would pay back society. Uh, or, and certainly, you know, it would hopefully, but in the future, with a reduction in crime, maybe. Uh, that would be the, the, the kind of, I suppose, the benefits of it would be reduction in crime. If you want to send us a text or a WhatsApp message, you can, by the way. The number, as usual, is 87 188 And you can send us in a WhatsApp message uh, just like this one. Hi, Niall. Just in relation to the whole conscription thing, I'd be in full agreement of it. I mean, they have something similar in Germany, I think, where you finish school and... 
you either sign up and you do 18 months in the military or you do what they call 18 months of civilian dienst, which is civic duties, maybe, you know, cleaning the streets, um, council-type work, etc., etc., you know. Absolutely, it would be great for any child to turn him into a respectable man or a woman, teach him discipline and everything else. Just my thoughts on it. Thanks, Nile. Good luck. All right, somebody suggested, by the way, he said, Nile, why would you even suggest that women should be conscripted? After all, women are not the aggressors. Men tend to be. Well, to be honest with you, I would kind of have agreed with you in some sense. Now, but obviously we have to have equality in society. I mean, women are calling out for equal rights for everything else, so you might as well give them equal rights in this one as well. But yes, I do agree that most of the aggression in society is from men. Most of the wars obviously involve men because men are the ones that really run up the beaches of Dunkirk and places like that, didn't they? Uh, only because they were the ones that would do it because women probably wouldn't have done it at the time. Um, lots of other, by the way, texts coming in as well. Um, I'm going to read out here one from Richie. And um, Richie says, where is this text here? Conscription is a good idea in theory, but doesn't our poor old army have enough problems without lumping a load of scumbags on top of them? Uh, That's what we need. Violent scumbags with military training. What could possibly go wrong? Train these dregs in explosives and weapons. Teach these chavs 57 uh, ways to kill a man with their bare hands. In other words, he believes all we're going to do is give them more reason to be violent. Eddie, do you you buy into that argument that you're essentially training men and women to be violent? Hold on. No, 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 no. It's not like that. In army, as I said, you can be assigned to the different sections. So you're not going to be trained a killer. Yeah, you're not going to be running around with a gun in your hand. (laughs) Well, uh, that was actually at the end, at the last six months, when when you got your gun... And the basic thing was to use the gun, but it was no, no special training how to kill or something. It was just how to use the gun. And were you in it for two years, Eddie, yeah? I was, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm happy because those memories will last for a lifetime. Okay, so you think it served you well? Yes, because okay. the first year, first year you are a so-called, or you was a so-called father. Right. Yeah. So basically, the the older guys, uh, it was kind of like a bullying, but on the good way. If okay. You know what I mean. All right. Okay. So, so you were the rookie. So, yeah. So basically, you had to have your boots clean all the time. You can't be, you know, like uh, uh, uniform in disorder. That was absolutely, you know, something unthinkable. So your boots, your uniform, your your wardrobe. Everything has to be tipped up all the time. So it teaches you to keep things in order because when you look at some of the kids' rooms, bedrooms nowadays, uh, and you look at how badly uh, in order they actually are, you're saying, how are they ever going to get their life in order if they can't clean their bedroom? (laughs) That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. So basically the point was, we had a couple of guys who were completely uh, loose. You know, they they, they refused, they rebelled. But in that case, came in the pheasant uh, thingy, yeah. And they were broke down. They were broke down. So after six months, a biggest rebel was the best fucking guy in the... What's the language there? Yeah, what's the language, Eddie? You know? Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> All right, I, I, I get you, Eddie. I get you. I get the gist of it. You're quite passionate about it. Okay, Eddie believes conscription theory is a great idea. It works in Hungary, where he comes from. Uh, they have to go for two years. Uh, and women have a choice, by the way. <laughs> So much very good rights, eh? Um, lots of people texting and WhatsApping. What a great idea, Niall. It would get the scum off the street. Another person says, um, escape. What, is that, what does that supposed to mean? I have no idea what that even means. I'm assuming 
it's a movie or something, isn't it, about, about conscription? Uh, yeah. Um, another person says, Niall, I think it would be very unfair on good kids who just want to get on with their education. Another person says, oh, Niall, I've seen this firsthand. A young man I knew, he was lazy and wouldn't work to warm himself. That's a great saying, isn't it? One day he joined the Navy and he's a totally different man. And the change only took six months and he must be ten years in there now. I feel if your 18-year-old doesn't have a job, off you go. No dole payments. Get into the army, says Paddy. Can't go on the air. Paddy, I completely agree with you. If they've left school and they're 18... And they're not working. And they're on the dole. Give them... I mean, they only increased the dole for the uh, 18-year-olds there in the budget there recently for those under the age of 24. Get them out doing something. Bring them... Put them in the army. Because obviously they're clearly wasters if they're under that age and they're on their dole. Because at the end of the day, there's no shortage of jobs in this country. We have 4% unemployment, a little bit over 4% unemployment rate. I understand a lot of them are minimum wage jobs. Still pays you better than being on the dole. Being on the dole at that age is just lazy. That's all it is. Bone idle. I mean, if you've got... Look, listen to me now. If you're sitting at home as parents and you've got a kid who's 21 years of age and he's not in college and he has no dependents and he's sitting at home in his bedroom playing his PlayStation all day, he's a waster. He should be out looking for a job. He should be out every single day with CVs in his hand, even in the local shops, takeaways, whatever, to get himself a job. Pay his own way. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Hello, Niall. Uh, I, I think it's very funny when I hear people talking about or put him in the army. Because if you ask... If you were to ask any modern general, does he want conscripts for his army or does he want uh, volunteers with, a, with, a, with the idea of a professional in mind? They will always ask for volunteers. Most of them don't want conscripts because they don't want people in the army who don't want to be there. They'll make crap soldiers. They'll bring down the whole morale of the army as well. Now, yeah, yeah, but it's not, with the greatest respect, it's not like the army or the Irish army are going to be running up the beaches, you know what I mean? I mean, we're a neutral army. I guess we do some peacekeeping work, but we're generally a neutral army. Yeah, well, yeah, but the, but the more, point is, I mean, we do more civic duty than anything else, you know what I mean? Okay, but there's several things wrong with that. First of all, you're taking people who are ill-disciplined and probably violent, and you're putting them, in, you're, you're putting them into a place where they learn to be better. Yes, yes, yes. That's a bad, bad thing. No, but I, no, 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 hang on. With the, with the greatest respect, John, the army, if you go right back in time, 50 or 60 years, right, with the army was primarily all men then in those days, all right? And it was generally young men who, I suppose, didn't have a good education, didn't have qualifications or skills to get another type of job, and really that was the only option for them. That was the type of person generally, not always, that went into the army. So, I mean, the army did always have that disadvantage of taking individuals like that in, but it trained them to be good people. Yeah, but when you force people, you tell me, you're going in the army whether you like it or not. That is when you get the problem of of conscription. Yeah, but many many countries do it. You know, I mean, the biggest country, well, one of the biggest countries in the world, America, did it for years. Yeah, and they lost the Vietnam War because of it. (laughs) The Vietnam War is a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. The Argentinians had it, and in the Falklands War, you had professional soldiers up against conscripts, even though the conscripts had a dug-in defensive positions, and they were still overrun quite easily. Uh, in the first Gulf War, you had Iraqi conscripts against professionals, and they were just bowled over as well. You know, okay, if it comes to fighting, conscripts are useless, but they're generally useless as soldiers. Because anyway. they're people who don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. Yeah, yes. but, there, you, you will, but you will get a lot of people who may make a career decision based on it. And you heard some of the callers earlier on, uh, like Eddie from Hungary, and I think it was Sarah talked about, you know, her father or something like that. And, you know, people who go in and they get a trade. Yeah. They become, come yeah. out an engineer. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, when, they, when they volunteer and they want to do it, they want to go in and try it, they're totally different from when you tell somebody, 
Yeah, know, but, but yeah, but if you've got Johnny No Hope running around the streets, causing you know making a nuisance of himself, and you yeah. fling him in there, you know he might come out as a mechanic, he might come out as an engineer, and he won't go into you know full time crime when he's nineteen or twenty years of age. But he, he, he still wouldn't be a great soldier. You know, if you want to get soldiers nowadays, well, well, it's not so much soldiers. about soldiers. It's not. It's not so much you know about developing soldiers. It's more about developing discipline, isn't it? And if Johnny, well, anyway, if, if Johnny Gurrier kind of a guy says <laughs> a violent tug, put him in a boot camp system, you know, but don't don't put him in the army. Okay, well, we'll, we'll stay there for a second, Bernie. Uh, you're on classic kids. How you doing, Bernie? Look, John doesn't think it's a great idea because you're putting people in who just don't want to be there. No, I think it is an idea. I was thinking my idea now um, would be the TY year that they use for a school. Like a lot of those kids who are doing TY, a lot of them are dawdling around the towns and villages. You know, I'm, I'm supposed to be in the bed. Sixteen-year-olds, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're on. A, there's six or eight of them. They're, they all seem to be able to meet fine. If there was a, an, an uh, you know, like the army could come and you know spend for a, say six months with them in school, where they take them off to hostels and train them up and show them what the army and all, show them all the things that the army do and the hospital system where they were allowed to go into casually and look after the people who are puking after vomiting and are after a drink, a feed a drink, their own age groups and all the drugs and what they actually do and are taught what actually to look after people. They might come out as better rounded people than hanging out on the Lewis where they're intimidating young and old and beating them up. I think that they need to be taken in, all of them. I know it's tearing everybody with the same bush, but I do feel that our young people today are quite... They're too soft. They need a bit of discipline. And it's not, it's everybody's getting it in the head. Young and old are getting it from the young people. And they're afraid of them because they seem to know all the things that we don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. So so do you think think it's different now? I mean, I know we we kind of talked about it yesterday. Is it changed? Yes, I do. I think it's changed. And I think that they, they need, they need, they need discipline so badly because everybody's afraid to say anything to them or talk to them because they're, they all, they know their rights. We don't. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't correct your grandchild on the street now because someone say, uh, you're, 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 you shouldn't say that's inappropriate. You're verbally abusing your grandchild. <laughs> No, except, I mean, I am terrified nearly at this stage. And I, I mean, I don't know what my rights are as a, as a 60-year-old. You know, I know my basic rights, but I don't know all the things that they know. Yeah. I think that, you know, TY year is an ideal opportunity for these kids who are now, you know, because it gets, gets them at the right time. They've just done the junior cert, and they have that year where the schools are now, you know, they have year. fun. And now, don't get me wrong. Some, some schools do a better TY year than others. Exactly. But, 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 but some of them, it's just a DAS. Yeah, and to be honest now, like, why not take that year, that opportunity okay, golden okay. year? To well, th- well, that's kind of what John is saying. He's talking about a boot camp situation where maybe you would have, you know, a couple of sergeants out of the army would take a group of kids, you know, for a few weeks and bring them off, you know, de- up, up, up the mountains or something like that. Learn them, teach them how to, you know, live for a weekend, you know, self-sufficiently or something like that and how yes. to put a bit of discipline into them. Yes, you know, because, you know, parents are at work and we have a different world now. You know, there wasn't the mother, very few parents are out to be at home. So, you know, if there was something that they could sign up to in school where the parents could permission and the schools are happy to do it, I don't see what the problem is. And the, the hospitals definitely would be delighted if you could get someone to clean up after somebody or to bring them to the bathroom if they're on a trolley or bring them out to x-ray. You yeah, know, going to the odd old folks' home. And I know when my, when my daughter did go to an old folks' home for two weeks, um, to go to an old folks' home, you know, and look after the elderly and have respect for the elderly and respect for age and respect for people yeah. in general. Like, is it wrong? Is, it, is that a wrong thing? No, to I don't think so. And, you know, the army is a, is a wonderful, you know, tool for, for our country. Like, you know, um, and you have respect for them. Like, they have no respect at the moment for the guards or the army. They just, you know, okay. they don't seem to. John, that's not a bad idea, John, is it? Well, the thing is, they, they wouldn't, if they went into the army, they, 
these guys going in, they wouldn't have respect for the army if they're forced into it. Now, I think, I think it's a great idea if you get these kids, or say, 18, and tell them, well, you're not getting the dole unless you want to volunteer to go into a program that does things like, well, that's learn with discipline, as you say, take them up the mountains and teach them how to live for a week, or yep. take them on a boat out to sea and teach them, a bit, teach them some skills. If they don't want to do it, then don't give them the dole. I mean, I know, I, I was in the FCA, uh, you know, <laughs> the Free Clothes Association. Uh, I, I was in the FCA, an efficient ship army, is that what else it was called? And I have to be honest, we went away in a few weekends, we went down to Cork as well. To, um, where was it in Cork? Um, oh, I can't remember in Cork. To they went to Kerry as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for two weeks in the summer, you go on summer camp. And I have to say, I learned a lot from it, John. Yeah, you know, I was only seven. Now we lied. I got into the FCA when I was only fifteen and a half. We were meant to yeah. be. I think we were meant to be sixteen or seventeen, but we all lied yeah. and we all got into it. Now you wouldn't get away with that nowadays. But in saying that, we learned a lot. We had a uniform. We had to keep our boots yeah. clean. We learned how to clean our rifles. You know, yeah. I was I was on a marksman team when I was seventeen for but, a three hundred three rifle. But, but, but the thing is, now you you volunteered for it. That's the point I make. You wanted to go in and you enjoyed it. As I'm saying, one of my games would be forcing people when you're made to go in. To the army. Okay, well, stay there for a second because I want to go to Mark as well. And Mark, I'll take you after the break. I have to go to a break, all right? Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Uh, Bernie's made a good suggestion there for TY year that obviously the army could get involved, uh, whereby it would be similar to a boot camp, I suppose, for kids for a couple of months and then working for a couple of months, maybe, you know, in A&E where you obviously have to clean up messes and get used to real life. I suppose the real problems, so dealing with the real problems in society and put discipline on children. Uh, but let me know what you think. Would conscription work? Because that was suggested yesterday by Dave. Uh, for one year, let's say, after the leaving cert. And I suppose we couldn't do it for everybody. It wouldn't be financially viable. But for children who may have got into trouble in their lives, who might have a JLO or a criminal conviction under the age of 18, um, should they be all conscripted into the army? John says no, because they don't want to do it. So you're wasting everyone's time. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me know if you think a conscription would be a good idea for, I suppose, tearaways more so than anything else. Mark, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Mark? I don't know. Um, um, well, Mark, it wouldn't be feasible to have every one of the 70,000 people who hits 18 at the same time every year go in because you wouldn't know where to put them all. But what about tearaways? I'd be on the fence when it comes to full, full conscription, but you're right, definitely for tearaways, definitely for people who've had um, you know, a court conviction or been in trouble with the law, etc., etc. Just to John's point there about a good general doesn't want conscripted young lads or young girls. He wants volunteers. A good general is in the name there. He should be able to do something with them after a year. Well, he should year. be able to turn them around, like, yeah. And that just defeats the point of a boot camp. Because if he can't do something in a year or two with little runs, he definitely won't do something in six weeks or eight Yeah, because they well. don't. I mean, the very nature of the fact that you're conscripting them, they don't want to be there anyway. So you, exactly. it's a, yeah, And they're tearaways, so after, something has to be done. After six or eight weeks, they come out and they think that was a piece of piss, that was a bit of crack. They need to be there for at least 12 months. Now, and another thing, I work 40 hours a week. I don't want to pay taxes, but they're conscripted, and yeah. I have to pay them. It's yeah. gone, and that's what happens. That's the whole point of conscription. The cost—it's not just a long-term investment; it's a short-term investment as well. You've got guard resources, you've got legal court resources, everything on a daily basis. Millions spent every year because of little runs like this. And they may get a skill, which means they're not going to be on the dole for the rest of their life, which they're is going, going to cost us money. Anyway. Yeah. Some respect's going to be knocked into them. They're going to come out a different people, a different person. Yeah. And not every one of them is. Not every one of them is. It's not going to be easy. I know Fran was saying there earlier on, what about the person that's not a citizen? What about this person, that person, girl, the boy? This, there's no easy solution to any problem. But on the bigger picture, it would be perfect. 
And do you, th- do you think it should apply to everybody or just those that may have got into trouble in life? I would be on the fence about everybody, to be honest with you, because okay. kids these days are two mollycoddles. And a year I would agree, I would agree with you. Stuff. Yeah, they and are. If, he, if, it, if it did come in, I'd say, good luck to you, you'll be, glad. You'll be out when you're 19 and you go to college. Because, to be honest, going to college at 20, 21, 22 is young enough anyway. Because and I look, what we could do is, I mean, what we could do is, you're not taking anything off their life. We could abandon TY, because I, see, I hear as many people say good things about TY as bad things. It's a dossier, right? Yeah, now. yeah. So if we like abandon like TY... That means that we would bring the age of the Leaving Cert down back down to 17 again. We could put them in at 17, have them out in college at 18 or 19. Exactly, exactly. There's plenty of time. There's, and T.Y., putting, and that, that woman that said T.Y. as well, I don't, I don't agree with that. T.Y., they're still teenagers, they're still young. Yeah, I think they are a bit young. They haven't really found themselves yet. But I do agree with her that, you know, maybe T.Y., if you are going to continue to do T.Y. or we're going to continue to do T.Y., that it should be a little bit more organised in respect of it's not oh, a bad idea to go to A&E and see people vomit and have to clean oh, it up. You know definitely. I mean? There's no harm within T.Y. having boot camps for a few weeks there for yeah. teenagers and see, let, letting them see what the real world is like because they're way too mollycoddled at the minute. Definitely be into it for everybody. Oh, so you can't, you can't say boot to them anymore, for God's no, sake. No, you can't. Exactly. Let them do it out the phone for three or four weeks go through the withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> yeah, somebody mentioned that RT program, and I, I've lost the text now. But they did mention that RT program during the year, and I can't remember what it was called. But where they took a young kid from the city who was a little bit of a tear away, they sent him down the country to a family where the father was actually ex-military, and within a few weeks, this kid had completely turned around. He changed completely his whole personality into a much better human being. A and lot of these kids are coming up; they're not coming up with that kind of leadership or that kind of role model in their life. They're coming from broken families, not yeah. necessarily broken families, but they're coming from unfortunately lower class working class areas where I came from but and they're not they, they don't care their parents don't care their, their brothers and sisters their aunties and uncles the whole family environment their neighbours they're just all it's a vicious circle okay well we'll, we'll say that because I want to get Martin in just before the end Martin sorry you're on Classic Gets go ahead Martin Mark, Hi, think, Mark thinks it's a great idea he's mentioned a lot of good ideas and good reasons why we should do it would you agree with him? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's on a roll there with, <laughs> with ideas, yeah, you know. Yeah. Absolute roll. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I think, obviously, society, the fabric of society is, is losing its way in, in a lot of senses, and it's, and it's costing us dearly on, on just about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, health, wealth, and, mm-hmm. and security, and, and family life, and, and the rest of it. And, and I think it's a brilliant idea. But I mean, guys, it, it finished up in the six... payments every week as it is. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, I, I talked about this a while ago. There's no reason why a, 90, why a 19-year-old should be on the dole. None. No, 100%. Not yeah. put them out sweeping the roads, painting walls. Anyway. Well, yeah, but well, like you say, it's building up people's skills. And, I mean, the, the thing is, is that, you know, this business that, you know, uh, a, a general doesn't want to, um, uh, you know, a conscript, much prefer um, somebody who's a Somebody who wants yeah. to I mean, be you, there, you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can stream people. You know, you can put all the... Uh, one to, one classification of of, of age in in one in one group and stream the ones that have got promise and potential in another and then lead them on to the to the to the senior army. Well, actually, Mark, exactly. what you're saying there makes another point. You put if you if you were to mix the people, you've got little tearaways and they're they're all of a sudden mixed in with people that are volunteered from you know decent kids that are mm-hmm. there for a reason, and then they might you know they, they might change them, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Can help yeah. change them yeah. as well, not yeah. just the general. Yeah. Okay, yeah. listen, lads, I've I've run out of time. Sorry, Mar- or Martin, for cutting you so short. Loads and loads of text, and thanks, Mark. Some great ideas. Uh, so he says, Nal, uh, you put pol- uh, politicians to shame. I wish this was an election issue. No, since I grew up with the Soviet Union, time." 
times where the army was compulsory and most guys came back very well disciplined with respectful attitudes towards others. 100% agree with compulsory service. I have three boys and I'm running a little military boot camp at home. (laughs) Well done to you. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.